and welcome to the High Vibe Human Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Johnson from Educating Earthlings. This podcast is all about raising your vibrations to connect with yourself on a deeper level. We talk about everything high vibe, including wellness, human design, nutrition, relationships, spirituality, meditation, hormone healing, crystals, astrology, female empowerment, and so much more. We'll chat with some amazing humans who radiate positivity, inspiration, and authenticity. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. I can't wait to vibe with you. Love and light from your host, Lexi. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode nine of the High Vibe Human podcast. And today I'm super excited for this um, interview that I did with Shannon. She is the founder, um, creator behind The Glowing Fridge, which is a food blog and a hormone healing blog. It's kind of like food, beauty, women's health, hormones. It's amazing. She was my original inspiration to go vegan. Um when, yeah, I reached out and she wanted to do this interview. I was so excited. So we talk about her chart and she is a projector just like me. Um, so for all the projectors out there, um, listen to listen to this one. She has a very unique way of making her decisions and um, she's really thriving in her business and in her life. And I can't wait to see what she does in the future. Um but something super exciting to announce that Shannon is coming out with her. We talk about this a little bit in the episode, but it's official. The Her book is coming out on September 10th, and it's um, all about hormone healing and balancing your hormones without using, like, the pill or artificial hormones and all that stuff. Um, and then there's a bunch of amazing vegan recipes as well in there, all about um, cycling different foods for your phases in your cycle and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, let's dive in and see what Shannon has to say. Yes. Like five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so hi, I'm here with Shannon from the glowing fridge. Um, and she is a hormone healing guru. I would say she's kind of started doing the whole, whole hormone healing thing. How long ago now, Shannon? A couple of years or two years ago. Yeah. Um, and you've been blogging for a lot longer than that. She was actually my original inspiration to go vegan, um, after finding her seven day, like transition cleanse what did you call it yeah the five-day body balance cleanse. body balance cleanse yeah it was like the first thing that I did like the first seven days of being vegan I did her body balance cleanse and I've never went back <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> yeah um yeah do you still like plug that and are a lot of people still buying it and stuff like that still buy it especially after the new year nice like on their health kick you know <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so we're going to start out with kind of more more like fun questions just to mm -hmm. kind of get to know you um, and then we'll move into what you do and what you're all about and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, so first question is how do you like to spend your free time? Yeah, so 
I really like to listen to stuff and take in information. So I feel like I'm always listening to a podcast or like watching a YouTube video about, you know, interviews with people talking about hormone stuff or um, I love to read books. I think I'm just always about like, what, what else can I learn? What information can mm -hmm. I take in? But then I love to relax too, like just be lazy lay in bed watch netflix that's like the projector <laughs> he was speaking yeah. as well like we need that time to just kind of like de detox from everyone else's energies yeah decompress and just yeah. like be alone. <laughs> um i know that okay before I, we say that um what podcasts are you listening to or books that you're reading right now that you would recommend to our listeners yeah for sure so I love um, Dr. Jolene Brighton's new book, Beyond the Pill. It talks about getting off the birth control pill or if you want to stay on it, um, how to take control of your health still and not deplete all of your minerals and vitamins that the birth control pill can deplete you of. So I'm loving that book. Um, and then podcasts, I listen to so many. I love Mind Body Green. I love The Skinny Confidential, um, Almost 30. Mm -hmm. That's so retrograde. What else? Did you hear the new one from That's So Retrograde with um, the ex Packer player? He like is a crystal guru now. No. It's so not. good. I'm, I'm only halfway through with it. I started listening to it on my way home from work uh, yesterday. But it's a really good one. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it later. Yeah. I love there's so many good ones. I know there's so many. Um okay, well we'll link that book that you recommended um in the show notes, definitely. Um okay, so what next question? What is your actually I forgot I was gonna ask you something about um how you spend your free time. I see on your Instagram um that you and your now fiance, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. are they you guys go on a lot of little vacations um kind of like mini trips around what has been your favorite or um kind of like what's what's the drive behind all of those travels for you guys yeah well we live in Chicago so it's freezing right now <laughs> um we love to go away in January for our birthdays because we have a birthday like a couple days apart and our favorite place is Puerto Vallarta Mexico and I think it's just because you can walk around in the downtown it's really safe um and it's like our favorite little getaway place it's so cute awesome. and really good so we we go there Mexico and then we go to Jupiter Florida because he grew up going there every year for spring break mm -hmm. but yeah we really only travel like two or three times a year, which is a lot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, most, the average person does like once a year, once every other year. So yeah. um, that's definite goals for me. I would love to start traveling more than just once a year. Yeah, I know. Great. Let's go to the next question now. <laughs> now we're ready. Um, what's your morning routine like if you have one um, or an evening routine or any other rituals that you like to add in throughout your day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's like it changes because I just, I don't like routines. I'm not like mm -hmm. a person. I guess I do have sort of a morning routine. So I let, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I let my dog out. Um, I drink lemon water. And that's when I like either listen to music or start listening to a podcast and kind of wake up. Um, and then 
depending on how I'm feeling, I'll do some rebounding if I feel like oh, yeah. Do you want to mention a little bit about the rebounding or talk about that a little more? Yeah, so I have this yeah, mini trampoline that I bought on Amazon um, and I put it together myself. It was like such a pain to put together, but I love it. <laughs> it's really good for lymphatic drainage. So you want to like pump your lymphatic drainage system because it doesn't pump on its own. And the only way to like get it moving and also it goes up, it doesn't like go with gravity. So the only way to get it moving is by jumping. So if you're feeling like really puffy or bloated or like your face is just swollen, it's a really good thing to do rebounding. So you just Oh my just, gosh, that's so that's so interesting. I like never okay, what's it called? Lymph no lymphatic what lymphatic is it? drainage. Lymphatic drainage. Did like, I say it right? <laughs> lymphatic L Y M pH <laughs> lymphatic lymphatic drainage, drainage. okay yeah, google it that is that's interesting i i always kind of wake up with like puffy eyes yeah. underneath my eyes um yeah so that's you know interesting. you mentioned it as projectors as jenna said we tend to like have a really slow lymphatic system so it's good to pump get it pumping every day oh that is so cool Wake shout you up. Up. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna Zoe. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, well, I'm touching on the routines really quick before you tell a little bit more about your routines. Um, something that I do see in your chart is one of your arrows is pointing to the um, left, which means that it is a passive arrow. Um, and the passive arrows pointing to the left kind of mean that it's like a newer way of thinking like a lot of uh, recent and past society has been very active based. Like we need to go hustle and like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. get on the grind and whatever. But this kind of new way of looking at things is a little more passive. And that goes with that one arrow that is pointing <clears throat> to the um, left is the one about routines. So um, that means that you don't really thrive with a routine. It's better to just kind of like do what your body feels is best. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really cool that you said that. Um, what else do you kind of add into your routines whenever you feel like you want to do something? Yeah, so, yeah, then after, if I do rebound, I'll make coffee and then I'll kind of just get ready for the day, like wash my face put makeup on if I feel like it um, and just kind of go from there. And depending on what I want to do for work that day, I just kind of get into it or else I'll be lazy all day if I don't just start. <laughs> I know? totally feel that. <laughs> I feel like this is such a projector thing. Like if I start my day being productive, like I like to get moving in the morning for sure. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, then I'm like not productive at all. Totally. Like, I just want to do nothing and, like, sink into the couch and just, like, stare at my phone until I mm – -hmm. it's bedtime. <laughs> I know. I've done that. And it's not, it's not a good <laughs> Yeah. Um, so do you have anything that you like to do before you go to bed, kind of an evening routine or ritual? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we eat dinner pretty late because my fiancé gets home from the gym at, like, 8. 
So we usually eat around 8 or 8.30 and then we'll hang out for a minute and then I do the dishes and I make a calm tea, you know, the calm mm-hmm. magnesium. Yes. Tea. Love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'll make that and then I'll go upstairs and I'll either shower or if I showered earlier, I'll just like wash my face and do my skincare routine and then just wind down and like honestly watch TV. Mm-hmm. Book, but usually watch TV. <laughs> I know I'm totally the same way. I'm like, ideally, I would love to just sit down and read, but the TV is so easy and it's like puts you into this little hypnosis feeling <laughs> and yeah. it just kind of puts me to sleep. But yeah. um, so what's your skincare routine like that you mentioned? Yeah, so I've been really into um, the Indie Lee products lately. I don't know if you've heard of her. I haven't actually. I know she's like recently in Sephora. Cool. If I don't do oil cleansing, and it all depends on my cycle also, like what my skincare changes. So if I don't do oil cleansing with pumpkin seed oil, then I'll use the Indie Lee um, Brightening Cleanser, and it's kind of like foamy. And then I'll use the um, CoQ10 toner from her, which is amazing and it's like makes your skin glowy and then um I'll use a lotion and that changes too I love the the one from youth to the people it's like the adaptogen cream Mm -hmm. or the Indie Lee like nourishing lotion for your face and then I'll mix that with um the tanning drops Oh, nice. Okay. I think I asked you about those tanning, the tanning stuff that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the brand again? Yeah. It's called Isle of Paradise. Uh-huh. And, and, and you just mix the drops in with your regular lotion, right? So it's like super, um, what's the word? Concentrated? Yes. Only That's like cool. drops and it's, you wake up tan and I like to be tan. Awesome. Like- yes. I, I'm like, I'm if you can see, we're, we're on video right now, so we can see each other's faces, but like the sun, the mirror, or the, not the mirror, the window is like super harsh <laughs> on my skin and it's like super yeah. white on one side. Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely amazing. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. This is a, a little bit more of a fun question. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> I was talking about this with Terry last night and I said um, I would love to be transported like immediately to wherever I want to go. Maybe California for a day, maybe Florida, maybe like New York. I don't know. I think that'd be really cool to just be transported wherever you want to go. Yes. Like teleportation. Yes. Yes. That's, that is 100% mine. I, um, in the, yeah, in episode zero, I did like some of these questions with myself <laughs> and, um, I, I talked about wanting to have teleportation as my superpower. Have you ever seen the movie Jumper? No. It's, it's about this guy who has teleportation powers and like people are trying to come kill him because he's like a freak or something. I don't know. It's, it's kind of. Um, a little more like action, but it's really good. And I definitely want that superpower. <laughs> yeah, no, right. 
Um, okay, next question. This is something that a lot of people have had trouble trying to come up with um, on the spot. So I gave you a little time to think about. Um, what is something funny that's happened to you recently? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to kill my brother because <laughs> for some reason, ever since like we got phones and we're on the same family plan, we've been on it together for, I don't know, 10 years, like since we got a phone. Mm -hmm. So he's been sharing the same Apple ID as me. And even though we have different accounts, like we share that same Apple ID. And the other day I was looking in my photos and I start to see all of my brother's pictures coming up on my phone. Like every single picture from his phone is now on my phone. And I'm totally mortified because this is like a really personal <laughs> thing to see your brother's, your little brother's pictures. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. He somehow clicked a button where it's like sync all pictures. And now <laughs> oh no, photos and it's mortifying. I, <laughs> oh my God. Laughing, because it's like you don't even want to know what's on your little brother's phone. So no, you really don't, and it's <laughs> traumatizing. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no, I can only imagine. Just like by the way, you're talking about it. <laughs> you can only imagine. I can't. I don't even. I can't talk about it. It's, I it's okay. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Okay. So, did you like get it fixed or? No, we have no idea how to fix it. And he has all. Did you, did you have to like go through and delete them off your phone? <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm too scared to go through them all. It's oh no! So they're still on your phone. Oh no! Oh my god! Don't do what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably just like trying to share him to share it to like his computer or something, or. Mm -hmm. Right? Does would he like have a an Apple computer to share it with? Yeah, I have no idea what happened. I think he had a new phone and that's like messed it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. Okay. <laughs> we can move on now. <laughs> um, so we just talked about something funny and what about a recent um goal that you've achieved? Yeah. Um, I would have to say finishing my book. Yes. That's coming out in the summer, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to talk about um, kind of the process behind creating a book? Um, like, from the beginning, like, how did you get the, what's it called, like, a publication? Publisher, yeah. Publisher. Like, how did you get a publisher, and, like, what was that whole process, and then the writing process and everything? Yeah. Um, I had a small publisher actually reach out to me last, like a year ago, mm -hmm. asking if I would be interested in talking about writing a book with them. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like a dream come true because I had always wanted to write my own book and I thought mm -hmm. maybe I'll self-publish someday or I don't know how it'll work out, but when it feels right, I'll just do it. Um, and then this email popped into my inbox and yeah, it sort of started from there. So you start with an outline, um, and you just start writing, like you just get into it and it mm -hmm. took, it took like, yeah, a full year. I just finished the writing in January. Awesome. So then you, you just kind of like sat down and wrote, 
Um, are you doing, did you do recipes for your book? And then I know it's a hormone balancing kind of based. Um, so what's kind of included and the writing process behind like how you outlined and everything like that? Yeah, the outline changed so much and it's hard to put it all together and think about how it's all going to fit together in a book when you're writing it, but that's where your editor comes in and they really help you. So if you have an editor, like that's really helpful. If you don't, I would say just keep, you know, working on your outline, but yeah, I started backwards. I started with the four phases of the cycle and each Mm -hmm. phase has its own chapter, which is kind of cool. Um, so it has all the foods, the workouts, like what's happening with your hormones in that phase of your cycle, um, supplements and just whatever's going on, like how you're feeling, how your skin looks, um, what products to focus on. And it has recipes for like face masks and hair masks. Um, so yeah, we started backwards and then the beginning part is sort of, relearning how your body works and all the systems and the process for balancing your hormones which there's a lot of information but yeah it was fun and we're now we're just doing the design part that so like the fun part (laughs) oh that's so exciting and when does your book come out I don't have a date yet I think July sometime okay the date that's awesome. Okay, so this podcast will be out um, sometime in probably late um, April. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you'll have a release date by then? We can yeah. link in the show notes. Awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so current obsession. I feel like let's try to think of obviously like you're obsessed with healing hormones and everything hormone based, but let's maybe try to think of something that isn't like what you do for your work. Yeah, I actually have a good one. So I've been getting into mushrooms a lot, like four sigmatic. Okay. I was like mushrooms as in like psychedelic. psychedelic stuff, But you know, healing, um, like lion's mane. I love lion's mane. I love adding that into my coffee because it's a lot of brain power and like focus. Mm -hmm. So that really helps when you're a projector, I think. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I had um, like Forsythmatic. I got like a little sampler pack or whatever to see like which one I liked. I I definitely liked the lion's mane, but I couldn't get over the like um, instant coffee taste because, you know, it's just like a little powder, like instant coffee. Um, I want to try their ground beans because I know that they have ground coffee beans that you can get and like actually put in your coffee maker. So I'm definitely going to try those next. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Um, okay. So this one's kind of fun as well. Um, when you were a little, a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. I know it's like, I have a hard time remembering But I know because I was obsessed with animals, and I still am, Mm -hmm. that I thought about being a veterinarian. But then it's like, it might be a little sad sometimes. I don't know if I could handle that because I'm really sensitive. Yeah. Um, And I love animals so much. So I thought about that. um, But then I sort of got into the health stuff. 
but yeah, veterinarian. So when did you, when did you, um, like get into the health stuff? Was it, was it not until like college or was it a little bit earlier? What was kind of that process behind your, um, transition? It was, it was in high school. I was, I always liked to eat healthy. Um, I think it kind of started in my health class because I had a, an amazing health teacher who sort mm -hmm. of inspired me to start learning about food and women's bodies and stuff. But I studied health and fitness at, in college. Cool. So that was where I started learning about nutrition and just health stuff. And it sort of progressed from there. That's awesome. So when did you officially start your blog? Was that in college or did you not really start that until a little later? No, it was like two years after college. It was in 2014 when I started it. Cool. Awesome. That's like, that's when I graduated college, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then now as an adult, what do you want to be when you grow up? I know. I, it's hard. I can't imagine like doing anything else right now, mm -hmm. but I think I would love to start getting more into videos, but I don't have like a specific career that I wanted to get to. I think I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and keep inspiring girls to learn about their bodies and take control of their cycles and just That's keep awesome. hearing. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the right track. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to kind of like pause really quick um, mm -hmm. and then gear up for like the second little part here. So um, as you're talking, I noticed that, hold on, let me pull up. I noticed that your um, authority is self-projected. Do you, do you know anything about a self-projected authority? I sort of read about it from the My Body Graph thing. Yeah. Um, okay. I just did a blog, blog post on this actually. Oh. Um, about all the authorities. So self-projected authority. I'm just going to start reading this um, out loud. Yeah. And we may or may not put it on <laughs> the podcast, but we'll see. Okay. Self-projected authority is when you have the G center, which is that yellow center, like in the middle um, of the little chart. And it's when it's filled in and nothing else below that is filled in, like besides maybe your root center, but you don't have that in your chart. Um, and then, okay, so self-projected authority is usually found in projectors when the emotional, sacral, and splenic and heart is all open, which you have. Um, with all that openness in the chart, the G center will be comforting, will be a comforting inner guide, and it will give you purpose, direction, and identity. When something is right for you, there's a gentle inner knowing that tells you yes or no without any real explanation. And projectors with this authority will just say things like, I just know, I don't know why, but I just know. Does that resonate with you? I have said that so many times. <laughs> Yeah, you just know you can't explain it. Yeah, you can't even, like, it's just something that you just know. And I wish, like, I had that kind of inner knowing as well because I'm an emotional projector. So I have to kind of, like, ride out my emotions and see, um, 
like how I feel and like what they're telling me before I make a decision. And I have to like make that decision in a calm state. Um, yeah, but okay. So sometimes, well, I'm going to continue. <laughs> sometimes it will be crystal clear to you right away, but sometimes the answer isn't so clear when you need help figuring out what's best. Allow yourself to talk about opportunities and listen to yourself. Like as you talk, um, listen to what you say and how you say it. Since you have a lot of openness in your chart, you want to make sure that you're talking with someone or a community of people who allow you to speak freely without allowing your mind to take over and overanalyze the situation. So um, with all that openness in your chart, you're like prone to conditioning or taking on energies from other people or the outside world. And you just need, if there's something that's not clear, um, like the, you, you can't really feel that inner the inner knowing right away, um, then talk about it with someone you trust. Um, like a partner is great for that. So you and Terry, if you have like a, you know, something you're trying to figure out, like talking with him about something, and I'm sure you probably already do this, <laughs> but like talking with him about something that you're kind of unsure about and just like listening, like you're not even there to get um, input from him. It's just like, you you're talking about it out loud and listening to yourself so it's funny you say that because I do try and talk to him about stuff but he comes from it with such a logical point of view Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like I just need to talk about this I don't really want a solution from you just let me like get it off my chest yeah interesting that you say that yeah so one thing that's really useful um for human design and relationships and this is going to be a a big section in the um, course or workshop that I'm launching on human design. So it's not about like compatibility with different um, design types or charts. It's about knowing and respecting the charts and like other people's energies. So something important that you would talk to him about would be like, Hey, like, this is my authority. My, I'm a self-projected authority. And like, he has a logical way of thinking of things. So maybe he'll like see your chart and be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I see that. Um, but yeah, so, um, just kind of tell him and be like, Hey, this is what I need to do right now. And I just need you to listen. Like, I know that you'll probably want to, um, like analyze and give me advice, but I just need to listen to myself talk. And like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a weird conversation to have up front, but that's what human design is here for. Just kind of like to to give us permission to be ourselves. I love that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, do it. (laughs) See, just do it. And like, then he'll just now be like, okay, she just needs to talk about it. Like, whatever. I'll just listen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So we just really dove into your authority, which is great because self-projected isn't very common at all. I think it's like found in one or 2% of all humans. Um, so you're very rare. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So going along with like projector self, um, do you want to share like a couple points that you that resonated with you that you have like learned about from blog posts or podcasts that you've listened to yeah so I've heard Jenna um talk about how we have to wait for the invitation which is so interesting because I've never 
liked reaching out to people if I didn't have to. I've never tried to go out and email a company and be like, let's work together. I sort of just let it come to me, which sounds kind of lazy, but it feels mm-hmm. so wrong to reach out like that. Yeah. So resonated with me when she was talking about that. And that's really cool that like society or like your family and friends have never like maybe they have told you, but it's never really influenced you to be like, oh, you need, if you're going to be successful, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been told that a lot. So that's kind of like how I was um, running things like for a while. And after I kind of just let loose and was like, okay, I'm just going to share my gifts, like what I like to do, what I love to do and let the invitations come to me that way. It, I feel like Um, it just like opened up a whole new window. So that's really beautiful that you never really had that kind of, um, conditioning. Like you were just kind of allowed to be yourself. Right. That's really cool. good to know that. Yeah. You and just let things come to you. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. So one more thing that I want to touch on, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, just listening to Jenna Zoe talk on a bunch of the podcasts and her videos and stuff, but, um, the, excuse me, I just got a bubble in my throat. Um, the emotional center. So when you don't have emotional authority, um, you are also considered a non-emotional being. So that means your emotional center is not defined or filled in or closed. Um, and that means that like when you're all by yourself, um, you don't like produce your own like super heavy emotions, you more so will take them in. So when you're by yourself, you're going to be very like cool, calm and collected. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when you're with other people, um, even if they're like slightly triggered about something or like even if they're slightly excited about something, you're going to take that and amplify it um, and like feel those emotions times like, 10. Um, so if there's ever a time when you're like, oh my gosh, I am like so mad about this, like just know that that's somebody else's emotions, like coming into that open openness of that open center in your, um, in your chart and it's affecting you. So just know that like it's somebody else's emotions, but I'm here to like feel them like you it's it's like one of your gifts so that you um can relate to others and um like feel what they're feeling so you can come and like do your projector work with them and like guide them to um like however they wherever they need to go so yeah how does what does that resonate with you in any way or like how do you feel about um the non-emotional piece it's so interesting I was actually going to message you asking if like when you go into a social situation and you're not nervous, maybe you have a little bit of social anxiety because I think that's normal Mm -hmm. sometimes, but if you go in and then you're all of a sudden like bombarded with this nervousness or like anxiousness, I was going to ask you if that's me taking on the other people in the room or if that was my own like nervousness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that is, that's probably the openness in your chart. 
So you have a lot of openness, like in your, you have your emotional center is open, your gut center is open, like that sacral center, the spleen um, and your heart. So you have four open centers plus your um, root chakra or your root energy center is also open. So that um, kind of just kind of like lifts you up already off the ground. So you're not like super grounded um, on like a normal day or whatever. Um, so it's just, you're very open to other people's energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're aware of that, like you can kind of go into a social situation and be like, okay, I know that, um, I'm very open to taking on these other people's energies right now. And I'm just going to like take my aura and like visualize it kind of like creating a little comfortable like coat or blanket around me, you know, like visualization is so powerful that you can kind of just like comfort yourself and make sure like those energies don't affect you in a negative way. Um, yeah, that's something that I could suggest. Um, but yeah, it's just the openness in your chart that you're, you're really taking on other people's energies. Um, and it's probably just like an energy overload which, that makes you feel anxious or nervous. So cool. Yeah. Now I can use my shield. <laughs> yeah, use your shield. Get a shield out. <laughs> um, so yeah, just having a lot of openness in your chart isn't a bad – there's like no good or bad in human design. It's, yeah. it's not a good thing um, to have openness. It's not a bad thing to have openness. It's just how you are. It's just you. Um, and – you just need to be aware of it. So those people that have all of those energy centers filled in, they might not pick up on other people's emotions as well. And like maybe they could easily offend someone or whatever like that. So they just need to be aware of that as well, that they can't feel other people's energies as well as people with open charts. So, so cool. Yeah. I love it so much. I love it so much too. I'm completely obsessed. <laughs> um, Hey there, we are taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the sponsor for today. And today's sponsor is Educating Earthlings. I wanted to take a minute and talk about what Educating Earthlings has to offer. So if you don't know, um, Educating Earthlings started out as my personal blog. Um, I was just starting it to share some vegan recipes as I transitioned to the new lifestyle um, of eating a plant-based diet. And it grew into something so much more than just posting recipes. Um, I started talking more about wellness and people started reaching out to me um, for tips and help on what to do for different wellness, you know, goals. Um, So I started a couple programs and um, now you can find two different programs um, on my website. We have a vegan starter guide, which is a six week long little workshop that I guide you through um, to your new vegan lifestyle. Um, And then my second program, it's brand new. It's called Authentically You. And this program is all about uncovering who you truly are. It gives you an excuse to be authentically you. We talk about human design and how to manifest, digest life, um, consume food, everything that has to do with wellness. We are going to cover in that authentically you 
workshop. And I am super excited to get started with you guys. So thank you for listening and make sure to go check out educating-earthlings.com for all of the new updates. Um, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my blog's um, newsletter via email, and head over to Instagram and follow me at educating.earthlings and also follow this podcast account at High Vibe Human. Thank you guys. I love you so much. Back to the episode. Okay. So we kind of talked about like you and your human design chart a little bit. Um, and then let's go back to um, the beginning of like your journey, I guess, um, to where you are right now. Um, and then I'll just kind of pop in and say like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like that's your projector self or that's your self-projected authority coming through and stuff like that. So yeah. How, um, how did we get here? Yeah. So I think the moment that sticks out is when I watched this documentary on Netflix when I was alone one night. Um, it was like a winter night in 2014 and I watched Vegucated on Netflix and by the end of it I had like drank a whole bottle of wine. I had mascara running down my face oh my gosh. because I was traumatized by this this documentary and it totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I went vegan overnight and I knew nothing about the lifestyle but that really prompted me to want to share it about what I was learning and like the recipes I was trying because it was so new to me. So then I started my blog um, and I did that for a couple years and that sort of um, led me into women's health and just learning more about the body and how it works and balancing hormones because I was still dealing with some acne stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's another big reason of why I wanted to get into the health world is because my skin has always been my biggest insecurity. Um, And it's finally clear now, but I'm 30 years old and it took Mm -hmm. like, you know, 15 years to try and (laughs) balance it out. So that really you know, led me to where I am now is trying to heal my skin. But I think the next turning point to starting to learn about hormones was um, Woman Code, the book Mm -hmm. written by Elisa Vitti, who is Mm -hmm. like my idol. And she taught me so much about our bodies and how to balance your hormones without, you know, medication. And That's what prompted me to get into all the hormone stuff. Um, so uh, a couple questions. Back when you started your blog, what were your original intentions um, for starting the blog and sharing and creating online? I think I was really bored at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working in a car dealership, believe it or not, or not because <laughs> I did not find a job in Interesting. <laughs> How was, how was that as like a projector and like your openness in your chart? I feel like it would just be kind of like off. Did totally it feel off. right? Like it just, or. Too, 
school. And uh, it's a bunch of like creepy old men. Uh, <laughs> I was in the, like the internet sales. So I had to, we would get, um, I don't know. I don't even know what you call it. And I would have to call these people and try and get them to come into the car dealership. And it would just go against everything that I like, everything that I wanted to do. It was terrible. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> water break <laughs> but yeah it was not not aligning with me at all so I was really bored and I needed like some other outlet and I think mm -hmm. this was my way and I was really putting everything into it and just trying to learn everything there was to know about blogging because I did not know anyone doing it I think yeah. The first blog I ever read was, um, well, health blog, I guess, was Jordan from The Balanced Blonde. Oh, yeah. Love her. And her podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, she was like an inspiration for me. But yeah, in the beginning, it was all about the recipes and trying them out and sharing. And it, it took a long time to get going, but. So how, how long was it? Were you able to um, work full-time on your blog kind of right away? Or how long did it kind of it take you to um, quit your, I, don't, I wouldn't call it like a corporate job, but like quit your full-time job um, and become a blogger? I actually, this was not smart and I don't recommend it, but I did quit my job. Oh, like right away? Yeah, um, and I started working part-time as a nanny. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I, na I nanny full-time. <laughs> I'm actually starting to uh, go part-time this summer. I'm really excited. It's scary, though, because it's going to be, you know, half of what I'm making right now. But still, I feel like if – and I'm sure this was your thought, too, if, it's, if you, this is going to be real and something that you're going to actually pursue and do for a living, you have to be all in that push maybe that extra like yeah okay, if I need to live and like pay my bills I got to do this so I think that's an extra push yeah that necessary but I don't recommend quitting your job um, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> maybe go part-time part-time yeah. part-time part is a good transition period <laughs> yeah. but I really did not make any real money for two years mm -hmm. two or three years yeah yeah um okay and then there was another question I had thought of after you were talking about the woman code um, and stuff. I just can't think of it right now. So we can just keep going. <laughs> um, maybe I'll think of it later. Um, okay. So you, you um, started your blog and then worked part-time um, and then started kind of adding in the hormone balancing um, part to your whole business and where has that brought you today like with your book and um, where do you kind of see that going in the future mm -hmm. yeah it's really transformed my focus I think because while it's still based around the plant-based lifestyle mm -hmm. um, my main focus now is balancing hormones in a natural way with food and lifestyle and supplements and you know, figuring out ways to manage your stress. So it's really sort of taken a turn, but I love it and I can't imagine doing anything else. It's it's hard to learn about 
your hormones because there's so much that goes into it. But it's so important, I think, that we we know what's happening in our bodies and we know the phases of our cycle so we can make our life better, you know, and improve our everyday life and know what's going on and why we're feeling certain ways and what to eat and what kind of workout to do. So that's, yeah, it's changed, but it's still like plant-based is in the middle, I think. You know? Yeah, that's, I feel totally the same way. Like mm-hmm. um, plant-based is kind of the core. It's like the first thing that, that came to me and probably you too for like an awakening almost. And then after, when did you, um, oh, I remembered my question now. <laughs> when did you, so you took hormonal birth control, the pill, right? For how long? For 10 years. Yes. Okay. And then I'm, it was almost 10 years for you. It was like nine years for me as well. So, and then how long did it take you to kind of like, like what was your, the first initial thing that you were like, okay, I, I can't take this anymore. This is something I don't want to be doing. Um, to my body and then like how um, has that transformed to like how you're balancing your hormones now so like what was the initial thing of like I need to get off birth control and then how did that kind of go into um, what you're doing now helping others heal their hormones I think after watching that documentary and watching YouTube videos about like the vegan lifestyle I just it just came to me that I don't want to be on a medication anymore especially one that's doing stuff to my hormones and I don't know what my hormones are without it Mm -hmm. so I just stopped and my skin went crazy and I had worse breakouts like worse than even before going on the pill um and yeah, I didn't, I don't think it really cleared up for like three or four years, but yeah. <laughs> Question. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so it's just kind of like, what, what was the transition like? And so you're kind of on the right track. Like, what was that transition like? It took a while. Um, for, so it took a while for you to clear your skin up. Um, and then it looks great right now. It looks yeah. awesome. Process. I would say it takes. If you're gonna go off the pill, it would take three months to a year. And Mm -hmm. everyone's body is so different, and it really depends on what your periods were like before going on the pill. Because when you've been on it for nine or ten years, it could be masking something else going on. Maybe you weren't even aware of before. Yeah. On the pill. And when you go on it so young, your body isn't even mature yet. I don't think your brain to ovary communication is really clear until you're like 20 or 21. So once you get off it, it still has a lot of communication and connecting to do. Mm -hmm. It can take a really long time. Uh, Yeah. I remember I went off of it um, pretty much like... I feel like right when you publicly started talking about it, I was like, I need to do this too. That totally makes sense. Like I, it's completely not you when you're like, when you're taking the hormonal birth control, your hormones are just totally out of whack. And, um, it's not, it's not even you almost. I remember 
coming off of it. And then all of a sudden one day I was just like, what is my life? <laughs> like, what is happening? And it was such a slow, it was probably a year after coming off the pill where I was like, what is my life? And like, what is this whole thing right now? Like I, I think like the pill for me was masking a lot of anxiety um, and kind of like shoving that deep down. And all of a sudden it like all came out at once. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like I'm feeling all of these weird, like my body feels uncomfortable. And like, it almost felt like I was like going through puberty again. Like I just felt uncomfortable and awkward and like sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was, it was not good feeling. Mm-hmm. So like after, um, reading up on a lot of the stuff you shared and reading through the women code and everything, it totally made sense to me. And I'm, the process was hard, but I'm glad that it brought me to where I am today. For sure. Yeah. To be able to not have to take that anymore and just go through the real phases of your body is, yeah, it's like a gift. And I think we should take it a little more seriously, you know? Yeah. And this is the perfect time to do it. I feel like it's women are, Um, realizing that like their natural cycles are like beautiful and it's a part of them and um, like we don't need to hide it or shove it away or like put a band-aid on it like it's let it flow (laughs) it's like it's who you are and um, yeah women are awesome so much better too once if everything's balanced obviously if you're not all balanced things can get a little crazy but. yeah crazy as in like as in more like how like you feel so much more mm-hmm. I guess I guess it, it might be different for um me as a I'm thinking of human design now but like being having my emotional center defined it could be different compared to having it open um I'm wondering I'm curious to see I with all the openness in your chart when you came off the birth control pill, did you feel like, like that was like, did you feel kind of more open to other people's energies and stuff right when you came off or, cause I feel like for me being an emotional projector, it was, I felt so emotional, like oh. extra emotional. And so I'm wondering like how, how you felt when you came off. A lot of crying. I remember yeah. a lot of crying and just being unhappy and so unsure and like not knowing where your life is going and sort of like a hopelessness. That's what I remember. Yeah. It's yeah. similar to a depression, I think. And yeah. Like the, the whole detox process. Right. I feel like is totally, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, it's, it's good for people like us to talk about this so we can share our story with others and like know that they're not alone that like it's okay to feel like this when you're detoxing from the those fake hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I didn't know like how to balance my hormones like I do now. Mm-hmm. So, so many more resources today for girls to make the process a lot easier and to prime your body before you go off of it, mm-hmm. so you make the transition easier. Because um, I did not have that, and I was just. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So what are, what are some tips that you have, um, for 
like priming your body before you just, you know, get off the birth control pill or the hormonal birth control, like cold turkey, like maybe someone's getting their hormonal IUD taken out. Like what should they do um, to prep for that? I would say um, because birth control can deplete your body of so many minerals, you really want to load up on those. So like magnesium, zinc, um, folate, all the B vitamins, especially B6, um, vitamin C, vitamin E, and selenium. And you really want to load up on those so that you, you have all the, the nutrients that your body needs to detox and to start making hormones again. And mm-hmm. it really helps with the brain and ovary um, communication to get that back going. So you need, you need those nutrients and they're essential. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so where can people find these, these nutrients? Are you, is it, are they supplements that you take or, um, certain foods to eat at different times, like of your cycle, anything like that? I know that you talk a lot about seed cycling. Mm -hmm. I would say both. The food is like the main part. But you can only eat so much kale in a day. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) your body is so depleted, you really need like the extra boost. So obviously food is the biggest part, but the supplements will really will really get your nutrient levels back to where they need to be at a quicker in a quicker time period. Mm -hmm. Because you can only eat so much in a day. Um, yeah, the seed cycling, I love seed cycling. I think it helps a lot with all the different oils and the omegas and you need them throughout your cycle too. So I have a blog post on that. Um, I also have a blog post on the hormone balancing supplements. Awesome. Do you want to touch on um, seed cycling? We can link that blog post in the show notes, but would you like to talk a little bit about seed cycling and like just briefly say like what kinds of seeds for each cycle, um, stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in your menstrual, the menstrual phase is like the first phase, we say. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that phase leading up to ovulation, so um, the menstrual and the follicular phase, you want to have flaxseed and pumpkin seed. Those will really help with your estrogen ratios and getting your estrogen levels up. Um, And you can just throw those in a smoothie, right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, And then after ovulation, well, during ovulation and then into your luteal phase, you really want to focus on progesterone and get your progesterone up. So you would eat um, sesame seeds and sunflower seeds, like a tablespoon of each a day. That's it. Cool. So just kind of like maybe sprinkle them on your salads or whatever, hot foods maybe even too. Um, Question actually. So would I know that cooking your foods kind of depletes certain certain foods it depletes the um nutrition value would you recommend using raw or could you like kind of cook them into oats um or what what are your your suggestions on that raw raw would be the best and sometimes I say to grind them up Mm -hmm. because otherwise like you'll just eliminate them and they sometimes won't get broken down Mm -hmm. digestion so I guess the best way, yeah, is is to grind them up, and then I would add them after you cook your oatmeal, like on top. Okay. Maybe stir them in. 
Um, I think it's okay in a smoothie as long as they're raw. Yeah. 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 I've heard, um, that grinding, grinding up seeds, it's better for digestion and then soaking them like chia seeds, soak your chia seeds always. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. Okay. Um, before we wrap this up, this was an awesome talk and we talked about so many different things. Um, is there anything else that you want um, the listeners to know? Like may- maybe any new projects you're working on? You could talk about your book again. Um, where can they find you? What kinds of online like downloads or eBooks, freebies, kind of things that you have for um, any of your readers or subscribers that you have? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I do have a few eBooks. I have a five-day body balance cleanse, which is like a whole food cleanse um it's not just smoothies yeah that's the one we mentioned at the beginning right yeah yeah yeah. we also have a vegan starter guide if you're looking to start um a plant-based vegan lifestyle and you don't know how so that's a helpful one i have a hormone healing ebook but i also have my book coming out in the summer like my real book so i would Mm -hmm. wait on that maybe um and then i do have this download that i'm going to put on my blog I'll just show you it oh pretty um the foods for each phase of your cycle that you should focus on perfect and that those were the the recent Instagram posts that you posted right for sure yeah but I want to make it into a little download so you can print it out and like hang it on your fridge and so it's handy to have yes and it's so pretty too and everyone just needs to subscribe to your email list in order to receive that download right Yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. And then where can everyone find you? Yeah. So my blog is theglowingfridge.com. And then my Instagram is at theglowingfridge and Facebook is theglowingfridge. Pinterest, I think is my name, Shannon Parsky. And then I don't really use Twitter, but it's um, just glowingfridge. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. And before um, we say goodbye, I always ask everyone that comes on the podcast the same question at the end. Um, What is your number one tip for the listeners on how to raise your vibes? Oh my, I would say eat more greens. Eat all the greens that you can. Yes. (laughs) I love it. The next level, right? (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for being on. Um, And yeah. I can't wait to connect again. Yay, thanks for having me. What a perfect way to end that episode. Um, Definitely fitting more greens into your diet is serious game changer. So big shout out to Shannon for coming on the podcast and make sure to check out her new book coming out on September 10th. And yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Make sure to leave a review and you'll be entered into the May drawing for a free mini human design reading with me. If you're more interested about that, um, yeah, check out the links below in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week.